Welcome, awesome people of the internet. It's your boy, Christian Buddy, coming through once again. I'm bringing to you the Christian Buddy podcast, all about igniting great conversations with interesting people, talking about topics such as spirituality, entrepreneurship, investing, diet and nutrition, health and wellness, and anything related to those niches. So if you are enjoying the show, please do not forget to subscribe to the podcast. It would mean a lot to me. With that said, looking forward to hosting more episodes in the future. Let's go. Alrighty. All right. All right. Welcome, guys, to an episode of the Christian Buddy podcast. I'm here with Candice Axford. How's it going, Candice? Hi, I'm good. How are you? Uh, thank you for having me on your podcast. I'm so excited. It's normally me on the other side doing the interview. So I am very excited for uh, me to be the interviewee today. So have, have, have it on the other side. That's awesome. Uh, I, I want to kind of start off. I've, I've had a bit of a scroll through your social medias. Look, I have to, as a as a as a host, I have to do my research. And from a from a psychological point of view, the one thing that stood out to me was uh, the fire from from within you. I can I can it evidently comes through in your social medias. Do you do you do you want to just explain to me uh, what is it what does it mean to you uh, to have passion and 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 do you want to just kind of go into a bit of that because I can definitely see it in your in your social medias and and I love it. You know, it's it's great. Oh, well, thank you. I appreciate that. Um, passion to me is something I believe that we all um, are instilled with. It is brought to us in many different forms, I believe, um, coming from small to, to big. Um, it's a matter of truly being able to um, immerse in it when it's happening. And also, I believe being able to bring passion to others helps them be able to find it or see it in their life if it is not being shown through the universe or whatever it is. Um, I think it is a two-way street. So I think it is immersing in, in what other people bring to you that is passion big to small, whatever life circumstances those are, to honestly bringing it and creating it yourself so that others get to immerse in it um, and, and enjoy your, your passion and get to see it and know that, hey, it's not just, it's not just me. I, I can do this as well and I can be passionate and I can have goals and dreams that are going to help me and grow me and all of those fun things. So that is uh, where I believe passion lies. I think it's in all of us. I think it's just truly finding it and, and seeing it in all of it and then creating mm. it as well. All right. Fantastic. And I want to play devil's advocate for a little bit and do you have a message maybe for people listening at home or um, people that are going through a bit of a tough time, you know, it's, it's all good to be motivated and to have energy to do things. But when the universe or when life doesn't quite work out, what, what's your, what's your self-talk? What, what's your psychology going on in that moment when things don't work out for you? Huh. 
Um, I am a huge believer. So as much as I am a person of passion and positivity, um, I believe I'm that way because I, I have had um, life circumstances that have had been very hard, been very challenging, been um, being a sense of loss in, in, in people and who I am. And it's not that I deny those things. Um, I think what is important for people to know is that, yes, passion and motivation is a great thing, but you can only really immerse yourself in those and really have the fulfillment of those if you allow yourself to feel the opposite end of what those feelings might be and be okay with them. Okay. It's very hard, but when you can become okay with the circumstances that might bring you the most fear, you then start to allow it to become a part of your journey instead of something that is detached from you. So Mm -hmm. it's now something that if it happens, because it might happen, you can be okay with it. You can allow yourself to immerse in those feelings when needed so that you can then find a way to find your passion in life circumstances. It's always there. Something positive is always there. And my perspective of positivity and what my, my podcast about is finding those is when you can't find perspective around you, I believe that is your time to shine your light of your light of positivity. So I believe it's your time to be light. I believe it's your time to be positivity because it's not around you. It's now needed from inside. Mm -hmm. And so when you can bring it from inside and bring it outwards because it's not there, well, then the whole circumstances change. Your view changes. The people around you change because it's not that misery that you're staying in. It's not that struggle. It's not that resistance. So it's not saying only be positive, only have passion, only be motivated because those things are very, very fleeting. Life will take them away very quickly. It's a matter of how can you stay and honor the feelings that life is trying to show you, learn from them, and then integrate them into moving forward to keep your passion, keep being motivated, keep being positive. I guess the question is, how does one stay motivated? I mean, I'll give you, I'll give you a bit of a, an insight into myself. Like I I play a lot of competitive tennis and uh, there's a few players that I, I've got good relationships with. And, you know, in particular, there's, there's always a few players that have hiccups mentally. Uh, How do I win? you know, and how do I have the right mindset to go forward? And I feel, yeah, they always kind of come up against their own, their own self. Their, their, their self is their biggest opponent. They're not just facing the opponent across the, across the court. They're also facing themselves mentally. So, but I like what you said. Uh, we have to be the light within, right? We have to be that, that energy source from within in order to overcome or in order to kind of level our environment, I guess. Uh. Oh, a hundred percent. And, and as for 
as for people that are going through athletes that are going through, um, you know, a struggling season or wanting to, you know, be their best self. That's where it honestly starts is within you. So going back to, I don't know if you know who Peter Crone is, but he is a phenomenal man and he's known as like the mine architect. And one of the things that he's really, um, really helped me with and it was just a saying that he said and it's about the past and it comes with any circumstance because as soon as a moment is past it is done right you cannot change it so his saying is what has happened happened and it couldn't have happened any other way why because it didn't So it's very crazy to think about, but it allows you to understand that there's no going back, but there is moving forward. So what can you learn from it? Again, what can you take from it? And how can you move forward? And understanding that the competition outside of yourself is for fun. If you look Mm -hmm. at it as for fun competition, yes, you want to win. I'm a competitor. I like to win. I want to be on top too. But when I think of it as a fun, if I win, I win exciting. If I lose, it's a learning experience. It's nothing big. Then I'm in the game. I'm already winning. I've already won the mindset. Mm. Now it comes down to me. So how do I get myself into the game? Well, For one, I can't change the things that have already happened in the past games. So if I am a person of visual learning, should I go back and watch my games? Can I have somebody videotape me and watch me so that I can go back and watch? Learn yourself. Learn where you need Mm -hmm. to grow. And that is where you are going to win. And then also celebrate the small wins. You might have not won the biggest game. But did you, did you stop that one goal? Did you do this play correctly? Assess all of those big to small wins, assess where you can grow, assess where you can learn. That's how you win the mind game of winning. (laughs) Yeah. It's uh, when you kind of step back from everything, it's quite complex, just everything that you can analyze and go into. And I want to touch on spirituality because I'm only assuming that I know spiritual, the word spiritual is kind of a bit woo-woo, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm just assuming from your socials that you are, uh, that you resonate in that way. And uh, like m- myself also, I, I am big into meditation and I think that meditation complements the mindset of an athlete because I know Kobe Bryant once said, um, was it, yeah, it was Kobe Bryant. It was meditation and sleep are the two most important things that you can do. And I think meditation is, is almost like fine tuning the mind. It's uh, if your mind's like an instrument that then meditation is, is definitely the, the fine tuning of that. Do you have any opinions on um, meditation or spirituality as a whole or. I, yes. Um, so I, I'm a huge, I'm a huge believer in meditation and I believe that there's many different ways of uh, doing it. It, 
it is not having to be still uh, for some people are like, I have to sit still for five minutes with my clothes and hum. And that is not, that is not all that it is. Um, a lot of, a lot of times for me, to be honest, uh, where I get my best meditation is when I'm out, uh, out for a walk. It's kind of like an active meditation. Um, I'm, I'm out for a walk and I allow myself to tune out of what is happening. So I'm conscious, obviously, in safety, but I allow my mind to tune out of like the stress that I might be feeling, what I might have to do next after this walk. I just kind of allow myself to tune out that way. And what that does is I will notice things will start to just filter through. Feelings, thoughts, they will start to just filter through. And I just let them do it. And if something triggers inside of me, like, ooh, that was that that thought uh provoked me in some sort of way um that that made me feel that made me feel something i will not start thinking about it right then and there but i will hold on to it so that when i do go into a more of a calming meditation and which for me is before bed um I will then bring those up. I will try and resonate with those again to see in a deeper feeling where they might be wanting me to go. Um, I find meditation is for answers. I find meditation is just honestly to seek quiet. Mm. Um, it, it's hard for people to have quiet around them nowadays. And I think when we bring quiet into our lives, that's when we can get clear on what is for us and what is actually ours and what is not ours. We get bombarded daily with messages of do this, do that. Oh, no, that's not right of living. No, you can't do this. What is your thoughts? What are your opinions? What are actually your feelings and, and ideas? That's where I believe meditation comes from. And it can come from active walking. Um, people get it from running. They call it the runner's high. Runner's and their high, mind just yeah. goes, woo, that is a set of meditation. That is a type of meditation. People get it when working out. They get this high. They get this energy. People get it from being calm, relaxed. Find what is yours that allows your mind to get clear and focused in on what is inside of you. That is what I believe meditation should be focused on. And there's many, many ways to do it. Um, it is very important because, like I said, the world is always throwing stuff at us and the world needs us to be individuals as much as it wants us to all be the same. It needs us <laughs> to be our individual selves yeah. in order for it to prosper and grow as much as it's trying to switch us up. Yeah. I couldn't agree more on that. And just to, I guess, give you a bit of insight into my own journey. I, I was maybe two, three years ago. I can just, just noting my own self development. I, I was very into like, I was very rational, very rational minded. And I didn't allow my heart or I didn't allow my intuition to actually um, take charge or not take, but just, I, I never li listened to my heart. Probably actively in the, in the last two, three years, I've, I've actually kind of tuned that voice in and I've made, I feel like I've made better decisions with my life. Even though I'm not thinking, I'm just, I'm just 
I'm just doing. And I think that's a major part of my own development is just trusting the universe sometimes and, and just, um, just, just allowing, just allowing whatever is to be and yeah, not, uh, over rationalizing it and, and then, you know, killing myself mentally. So yeah, that's a big process for me. Yeah. Being coming, coming from the heart, like being heart centered is, is important. And, um, learning how to learning how to trust it yeah um and and feel within it um i feel that our heart tries to tell us more lessons teach us more lessons than we like to learn from it um because we we deny our feelings um so i think if we allow ourselves to be from the heart um and and move through the heart when we are doing decisions and and that comes from knowing what our heart desires for our life. Um, that's what's going to truly, truly help us um, be the best versions of ourselves and li- and live wholeheartedly. Yeah, uh, I was going to ask, what what do you think of? Are you a person that that sets goals, or are you kind of a person that lives day by day and just goes with the flow? I mean. Is there a balance between that? Because I've always thought, you know, I've, you know, I set goals, but it kind of boxes you into, it's a very rigid way of living. Uh, if, if, if you want to achieve something in life, like how do you look at it? How, how do you, how do you go about that? If you want to achieve something. Um, so I, I do believe in setting goals. Um, I believe goals and dreams are important for us to have in order for us to to be fulfilled. And I and I believe our dreams and we all have a certain life that we want. And this life can be from anything. It can be from being just comfortable going to your nine to five job, coming home to your family, relaxing doing the day-to-day everything to wanting to be the rock star that is, you know, drumming every single night. Whatever your lifestyle is, whatever life that you are wanting, I believe you have to have some sort of goals and and to, to live by or maybe rules to live by in order to, to keep them fun and to keep them fun and growing. Um, so things don't go stagnant. Um, when it comes to life, how I set myself up is I like to go kind of, and I do this with my mastermind is I have them do kind of a, a, a big view to a narrow view. So it, it works through the whole year, but I do kind of like a yearly goal. So what is your big yearly goal? What would you like to have at the end of this year? And they write it down. Well, then I go, okay, so now at each month, at the beginning of each month, what in this month is going to get you to that goal or bring you closer to that goal? Mm -hmm. And then as the month goes, so now you write your monthly tasks down. So go do this five times, do this. Now it comes down to a weekly basis and you can write, okay, so what, what three tasks do I need to make sure out of these five goals do I need to get done out of my monthly goals? 
do I, can I get done to help me achieve my monthly goals, which is then going to get me into my yearly goal. And then it comes down to day to day. And that is really the most important. And it's setting yourself up. So what can you do? What are the three things that have to get done? What are the three things that could get done? So you have time, you could get them done. And then what are a couple of things that if you don't get done, they're okay, you can move them on to the next day. And I think that when you allow yourself to incorporate play and when you love what you do, it doesn't feel like a job. It doesn't feel bombarding. Yeah, there are stressful days. Yes, it can be difficult and hard and and time-tasking but it doesn't feel like a job. You, you want to be doing that. That's something that you want to be doing. And if it's not something you're wanting to be doing at this moment, you're doing it because you know eventually you'll be able to pay somebody to do it. You'll be able to <laughs> delegate somebody to yeah. do it because it's a part of your goal. It's a that's part of dream. your dream. Yeah. Yeah, it's the dream to um, delegate. Um, <laughs> I mean, if we could just delegate everything, it would just, you know, we could delegate sleep and delegate uh, going to work. And um, yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting. I think, um, yeah, life's weird. Life is just, is just the roller coaster, isn't it? You know, when you think you've got something worked out, another thing rears its head and it's like, Hey, you haven't, you haven't figured me out yet. You know, and what you know it's just it's just the crazy it's just a crazy thing this this thing life and um yeah i so my view on that i so the way i look at that is it's everyone says it's like a roller coaster or it's ups and downs well with that if you know it's up and down that allows for you a to one if you look at it that way it helps you eliminate fear because you know once you might have a peak, you might be at something, you're rocking, all your goals are being succeeded, you've hit you know, your targets, your living life. Well, you know it's probably going to have a fall at, at fall, some yeah. point, whatever that may be. However big or small that mm-hmm. fall might be, you know it's coming. Mm-hmm. But guess what? What comes after that? So if you know life is always like this, you can be conscious of it. You can now allow yourself to immerse in what is happening now. I think that's where we get so caught up is we all know that saying this too shall pass. Well, that comes the same with all the positive stuff. So why are we not focusing on immersing in the win, actually integrating ourself with the win, with the success, instead of being like, oh my God, I want that so bad. And we're tricking, we're trekking through all this stuff. And then all of a sudden it happens and we're like, Woo! the next day happens. And we're like, Hey, what's next? Yeah. What do you mean? What's next? I get it. I get it. But why are you not right now immersing in what you just worked your butt off trying to achieve? Why are you not being grateful for this right here, right now? Mm-hmm. Because when you can do that, more of it will come. More creativity will come. 
all of that stuff will be about of it. And you will know that when this comes, you're immersing in it, you're grateful for all of it that's at the top, you will know how to bring yourself, when it's coming down, when life is making you come down, you're knowing and you're being able to gracefully go down because you yeah. know at some point, life's going to bring you back up in some sort of way, big to small, just like it's going to take you down, big to small. Yeah. Yeah, reflecting on that, that idea of everything shall pass, that's, that's a powerful statement. And I, and I try and remind myself of that every day. And death, it's the ultimate, it's the finish, it's the end. And I think we should look at it from a positive point of view. I don't know how everyone else looks at death. Maybe it's, it's not really talked about or, but uh, yeah, it's, it's a powerful idea. And if you, if you have that in the back of your mind, you know that your time is limited. You know that you need to make the most of it. You need to, you need to give it your best. And because this is, this is all finite. It's, it's all going to end. We don't know what's on the other side. You know, it's, it's, it's crazy, isn't it? <laughs> it's insane. It is. It is. Yeah. Um, yeah. Death, death has been a crazy thing for me. Um, so I, I have actually lost my dad um, in oh, 2014. No. Um, and so before then he first got diagnosed with cancer in 2000. Um, so I kind of, ha and he got told he had the year, a year to live. Um, so I kind of got hit with a sense of what death might be or the feelings of death quite early in my life. Um, and it's very confusing and it's very hard at a young age. Um, especially depending on the relationship you have with, with the parent or with whoever passes away. Um, so with me, I had a sense of, of worry for quite a long time um, growing up because when you get told your dad has a year to live, that whole year you're thinking, is today going to be the day? Or is it going to be today that I'm going to get pulled out of school? Um, what's going to happen? And then you're also going in and you're seeing, well, for me, the strongest man I've ever known in my life, my hero, all hooked up to these machines that are trying to keep him alive and help him, you know, get better and go into remission. And it's scary and it, and it makes you worry. Um, and I think as a parent, you need to, um, if, if, you're, if you are a kid listening to this, um, understand that that's okay. If, understand if you're even just at a young age even now it's okay to have a worry for fear um but you also have to understand um that it is also very liberating because especially if the person um is feeling sick like my dad he went through a lot he battled a lot um he went into remission for 10 years but then got it again and then again and then again and eventually it took him um, yeah. and when he passed away because of the, the history I had with him and the relationship I had him with, with him, me and my dad were very similar, but my dad was an alcoholic. So it was a love hate relationship growing up. 
Um, I love to hate them and I hated to love them at some point because um, I didn't understand that alcohol was a disease and I just always thought like some other people that you're just choosing it over me. That's not the case. <laughs> you get to learn that as you grow up. Um, but when he passed away, I got to sit beside him. Um, and I did for probably an hour and a half. And I cried. And I let out absolutely everything that I've ever felt in my life towards him. And it was so weird because I felt such at ease. And that's where that liberation came from. I just felt very liberated that I got to share time with him, that I got the freedom, the time, the passion, the love from him. I felt liberated by it. Instead of saddened by it, I've, I felt liberated by it. How, how was I blessed enough to have this man in my life giving me all that I have ever been given from him how can I, how can I, how can I not move forward to keep making him proud? How can I not move forward within his love? Don't get me wrong. I do get sad. I cry. <laughs> um, I feel, I feel very sometimes, especially when I'm in a moment of like achievement and I look around and I really wish my dad was here and I could tell him mm -hmm. I feel resentment sometimes. But I always bring myself back to that moment to be liberated by being in the presence of that person when it when death yeah, does come. Yeah. And I, I think he's still I think his presence, his 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 energy is still with you. And I think it's something that you know I think he's definitely proud of you. You know, there's 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 no there's no two ways about it. And I don't know what I would do if I lost my parents. You know, that's, that's something I'm very close with my parents. And uh, I just want to say if my parents are listening that I do love you very much. And, uh, you know, I'm taking, uh, you know, it's, uh, I want to be grateful of that moment. And yeah, that's, that's a massive, uh, I haven't been through an experience that, that traumatic, uh, I guess in, in, in my life. Um, but you, you, you're seeing the positive from that, which is, which is, which is excellent. And that's all we can do, right? I mean, what else can we do? We can't dwell on it. We have to keep moving forward. Like your friend said, you know, we being present in the moment, the past doesn't really exist to a certain extent. So yeah, it's, it's, it's beautiful in, in a way. So yeah, we're just, we're just trying to do our best, you know, that's all we're doing, you know, we're living each day by, by as it comes, you know, so. And, and that's, that's a hundred percent it, right, is um, if we are, if we are just doing our best um, and we have the belief that everybody else is honestly just doing their best, um, I think the world would be a little bit more peaceful. Um, I think yeah. the world would have a little bit more compassion because People only do and act upon the knowledge that they know mm. and what they, they're used to. 
So the habits that they're used to, the behaviors they're used to seeing and being around and, and living by, and also just knowing. So if they don't know any different, then they can't behave any differently. So yeah, if absolutely. we just know that, then we can come at things with more compassion in life and we can come at, a, at an understanding of I'm not right or I don't have to be right and you don't have to be wrong. And they're coming from a place of I, they don't have to be right and we don't have to be wrong. I think we can then, I'm not saying this is going to just be easy, but I think we then could all kind of live with a little bit more sense of peace and, and love yeah. and gratitude um, instead of all that's happening, especially going on right now. Yeah. I think society right now is not at a level where, I mean, this is just, I live in Australia and you know, I'm just, this is just a basic analogy. I, I went to the shopping center and I like this is a, maybe this sounds a bit weird, but I like to people watch and it's not from any, I just like to sit down and just observe and you, you get to see people's body language and you get to see how people walk, how people breathe, how people blink their eyes. And you can tell straight away within the first two to three seconds, if that person is a good person from heart and I'm just sitting down, just observing people and I'm just sitting down minding my own business. And this one guy, I think he was of Indian descent and he said hi to me just out of nowhere. And I thought this guy's a good man. This guy's a good guy. And then you see other people that have a very aggressive face immediately. And I'm like, why, why I'm just thinking, why are you so aggressive for? There's no reason for you to be aggressive, you know? And I think uh, this may sound sad, but I think society right now, as it stands is not at a spiritual level that we can, that we can accept each other. We're not at that level right now. And I think one way to help that is for meditation to be implemented. Uh, maybe it should be taught in schools. Look, I'm not sure of the exact solution. I don't want to speculate on that, but yeah, I, it sounds sad, but I, I don't think we're at the place right now where we, we accept everybody. Like, I guess my dream would be you walk down the street and you can just say hello to anyone. Um, you know, you see homeless people and my heart goes out to these homeless people. So, and people just walk past homeless people like they're, like they're nothing, right? It, it actually breaks my heart because these, these are people who with full on with lives as well. These are individuals. You should be, you should be trying to, I'm not saying to help them every single time, but just be mindful of the fact that there's another human being right here, right? Right yes. here. What are you doing? There's another human being here, you know? So yes. Yeah. Yes. It's crazy. Um, and, and I agree. We can only, we can honestly only go to the extent of helping someone else to the extent that we help ourselves. Mm. And when <laughs> I might get some backlash on this, but when we post judgment on people, so when we, um, for example, like people are walking by and like that homeless person, you, um, you want to help them. And that is great. But we have a lot of unfortunate people that post a lot of unfortunate negative judgment on people. And it's because mm -hmm. they don't want to look at themselves. 
that I don't want to say this, but somewhere inside of you, you have a homeless person in you and you don't like it. And so when you see that person, yeah. it's resonating something inside of you somewhere, some way, something that about that person is resonating with you and you don't like it. And that mm. comes with good and with bad energy. And it's like that pointing the finger. Well, guess what? You got three pointing back. So what is it that you need to look at yourself in? And, and I agree. So we can only accept people to the extent that we accept ourselves. And so when we don't accept someone else, there's somewhere inside of us that we're not accepting. And we need to go in and we need to love that part of us. We need to go in and heal that part of us so that when we are then going out and seeing it in the world, we are able to be of service of it, to help it grow and heal and find its love within itself. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's a difficult thing to talk about because yeah, it's very, it's just complicated. I don't know when I start to rationalize it, people, people are complicated and there are so many layers upon layers of, of mental trauma and, and, and things that people go through. Yeah. And I always come back to meditation. I think meditation is, is, is the one and all to, well, maybe it's not the one and all, but it's, it's one way to alleviate and to face the person in the mirror. And I think if you face the person in the mirror, you live a more comfortable life because you don't have that mental anxiety. You don't have these things going through your head. You're just cool, calm, collected. And yeah, you want to help other people as well. You know, you just want to, that's it. Nothing complicated about that. Yeah, no. Um, yeah, meditation, like going back to meditation, it is honestly, it is so great. And meditation, like, we've both said it is something that allows you to align yourself up with yourself, which yeah. is very important. Um, because when we can come from a place of wholehearted, like you said, going back to coming from a place of your heart and being able to go there. Um, when, when we see injustice, when we see things that we, are looking to change we have the desire to do it we have more earning to want to do so because yeah we are coming from a place of comfort from a place of calm and and knowing of ourselves because we've done the work um and and we then know if something does even come up like a trigger that's going to trigger trigger us off we know how to to work with them because mm. we've meditated we've we've brought them to us we've we figured those out. Um, meditating is, is so important. And I think one way to really allow yourself to do that is just get yourself in the here and now and going through your five senses. And this is something that I do, especially if I'm like in stress or worry or going crazy or just not feeling of knowing even what to do. Like I'm bored. I don't know what to do. I'm procrastinating. Anything is legitimately going through my five senses. So what do I feel? And then I try and get my other so for the first one, it's like touch. So like, what am I touching? What do I mm. feel? The first thing that comes to mind, but then I try and get my other senses to go through what that would be. So if I was smelling, so if I'm feeling the ground, what would my nose smell? 
So then I try and bring my nose into that sense. Then I, I go through it all. So my sight, what would I hear? Like all of those things. So I try and bring my senses through every other sense that is going through my body. And I find it just brings out crazy amount of stuff. It really brings you through your body. It makes you yeah. feel your body, but then yeah. it just brings you into the moment and brings clarity to your mind because you're here and now, and then you can decide what to do next. Yeah. And yeah it's 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 pretty cool it's it's pretty cool being in the body it's it's a good it's a good experience and yeah i find myself yeah battling between my rational brain and my you know just do it right it's always that battle well it's not really a battle but it the the thought you know the the mind just just creeps up when you think you've got everything solved it just hey you forgot about this go you know <laughs> uh it's it's just it's yeah. just funny yeah it's it's anything yeah it's 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 a life showing you where you still are locked up i think anything that locked brings up, yeah. to you saying oh my god i think i had but um but but i and think something brings so, it up. i think it, i think it's life saying hey this is somewhere that you're still locked with inside of your locked with inside of you and this is where you're not seeing all the freedom that you really deserve as a human yeah i mean yeah i guess yeah i guess logic and uh all these other things they serve their purpose we if we look at inventions made by great minds it, it's all requiring some form of logic or some form of intellect but yeah i think from a person to person you need to just be accepting right it's just just be you just just be be the best version of yourself and good things will come yeah it's it's pretty cool it's pretty crazy as well um yeah yes it is um i think yeah, being the best version of you and knowing that um, going back to, you know, when you think you have everything figured out or you have it all, um, really asking yourself, like, how can this keep me, how can I sustain the fulfillment within this? If it's not going further in life, if I truly have everything, how can I keep the, the, the sustainment of my fulfillment in this life. And I think that's what we need to focus on is what brings us fulfillment. And that mm -hmm. comes, um, that is different from positivity and passion and, and being happy. Um, and that comes from truly going inside and, and meditating. Like you said, meditation truly allows that fulfillment to come through. And when you're fulfilled, you're, you're more inclined to want to help people and have less judgment of people. Yeah, definitely. And yeah, being fulfilled is, is, I guess it's one of those trial and error things. You, you kind of like what, I don't know, I guess the simple things make you fulfilled, right? So good relationships, good health. And then you need to kind of expand from that. What you, I think it's, it, I think it's healthy for everyone to have a, a an athletic or or a physical pursuit because, yeah, these things, 
challenge the mind. And I think if you're not challenging yourself, you're not really growing. And yeah, what's your perspective on that challenge, challenging the self? What, what, do, you th- what do you think of that? Um, I, I think we are humans that are built to constantly be challenging ourselves. Um, if we go back to like our ancestry days, like everything that we did, there was some sort of challenge. It did not just come to us easily mm-hmm. like nowadays. Um, we are such in a world of instant gratification. I do something, I need to reap the reward right then and there. And if I don't, well, then I don't want to do it. And if there's a struggle to do it or get it, I don't want to do it because, well, life should just be easy because now everything has become so easy (laughs) to have. It's been so accessible. So the things that are not or are challenging, we are just like, meh, don't want to do it because our mind will be like, "Uh, why would I want to do that? We're like, our mind can be so lazy. Like it it wants to be lazy. It will take the easiest route every single time that it can. And like you said, that's not where it grows. And that's not how you grow. And we need to challenge ourselves. We need to put ourselves, I believe, in the face of challenges. We need to seek them. We need to find where we are going to get challenged and face it. Because when we do that, when the world throws unexpected challenges, we are more prepared we are more mm. equipped with what we need for those challenging times because we are like, ah, I've seen something like that just two weeks ago. What are you, what are you bring it on? Bring it on. You know yeah. what I mean? So I think it is important for us to seek challenges because that's where our growth goes, comes from. That's where we keep being fulfilled. Um, I don't think anybody that is truly stagnant is happy. No. No. So I think anybody that is generally happy is growing in some sort of way, maybe not in ways that a lot of people see it or even notice it, but they notice it and that's growing. That's still growing. But I, what I mean by it is people that are truly stagnant and just really desire to be there. And there are people that are there. Um, they either desire to be there or they're, addicted to be there unfortunately because it's like an addict who is addicted to drugs or alcohol they might not like to be addicted to it but they are and they're there so they find the sources to keep them addicted to it um so finding that spot um i don't think those people are truly happy that are consistently stagnant and i think that's where finding those challenges and growing from them is where where happiness comes from and that's where i think adventure comes from and play comes from and all of that that stuff that makes you feel alive yeah i think that's where that comes from yeah i think also to add on the back of that i think that's where self-confidence comes from as well if you can overcome these these things you you become more confident in yourself you become you, you walk more confident you 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 talk more confident and yeah, you just become an overall better person. And, that, and that, that's what the ultimate thing is, right? We all, we all trying to find our best self. 
yeah, challenges yeah, definitely a way to, to bring that out of us. And yeah, you're right. The uh, instant gratification. And even I fall into this mind trap of instant gratification. I think we all do. And it, and it's just the learning. It's just a, uh, it's just a, a life lesson. How are you going to handle this, this, uh, this obstacle right now? What, what are you going to do about it? And yeah, I mean, no one's perfect, but you know, we're all, we're all trying to, we're all trying to make it. So yeah, it's, uh, it's a fun, it's a fun thing. Life. It's fun. I try and make the, I try and I think laughing, you know, you gotta have a laugh. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta have fun. You know, it's yeah. people are just, too, yeah. Having fun to me is like, is, is key. Um, one of the things that it's a worksheet that I've actually just kind of created for my mastermind is actually like a fulfillment chart. And so what I, what I have is on one sheet is I have just a bunch of life things that people have that fulfill them. And it is from various things like play, work, family, relationships, friendships, hiking, like just a whole adventure, a whole bunch of things that generally brings fulfillment into people. And it is a way for them to kind of navigate what they need for fulfillment. And I did this myself, the, the, this worksheet myself. Um, and it really brought a lot of clearment. So it's going through the list of what do I need? What do I want to need and need to want in my life in order for me to be fulfilled? And what can fall aside because like you said um and and i've said like there's so much going on in this world and we can't really help ourselves we can't really help anybody else until we help ourselves and with all that's been being bombarding on us what truly fulfills us what makes us happy and so writing those out and then kind of making buckets so there's certain times in your life where those buckets are going to be more filled than others and that's okay sometimes you're going to need to focus in on your relationships more than your business more than your play more than this because maybe yeah. right now your relationship is where you are needed there's something going on and maybe it's, 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 it's your honeymoon. It's something good and positive and you need to be there. Or maybe it's something not so good and you need to be there. And when you focus on everything else that fulfills you and you leave that one empty, that's not yeah, good. It doesn't. Yeah. How can you flow through the things that fulfill you so that you find that balance and understanding that sometimes certain things are going to be more filled than others and with me play is one of those things i have mm -hmm. in my box i need play in my life i need it on a daily basis i need to find some sort of play on a daily basis and that's even if it's just laughing at some videos to me that is play whatever yeah. gets my heart happy and me relaxed that's play to me to going on roller coasters to any of that big stuff that's play to me but I don't need that. I can find play in the smallest little things and that's okay. And that's what I need. Some people need the big things to have play. Yeah. Me, not so much. They're just bonuses. They're just bad. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a crucial point that you brought up where you, 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 you really need to be 
aware of your whole life, your, your life as a whole. And if you relate, yeah, as you said, if your relationship is falling apart and you're not really aware, you're not able to give your energy to that relationship and fix it up. Right. I think, and I'm going to bring it back to meditation again, but this is something that, that meditation is so good at. It's good at fine tuning your awareness. And when you fine tune your awareness to a point where you can, you pick up very fast when things go astray. And I think it's a true sign of an intelligent person who can adapt very fast. You know, you see something happening and you can almost, you can almost adapt before it happens. That's how, that's how, that's how fast you can adapt. And I think that's something I'm learning. I've always been maybe a few years ago, I've always been someone who followed the rules and never broke the rules. But now it's come to a point where I know when to break the rule. Well, bend, I'm going to say bend. I know when to bend the rules for my, for, for, uh, for positive, for something positive. And yeah, it's, it's about being aware of your relationships, being aware of everything to, yeah, to really have a good sense of life. Yeah. Yeah. 100% 100% awareness is awareness is key mind body and like mind body and spirit just being aware like so what um like you know what makes you feel good what makes you feel bad and when those energies are around no matter where they are coming from no matter what source they're coming from knowing that oh i'm in a presence of that energy source whether it is music you don't like whether it is a person whether it is a job whether it is anything if you are aware of that and you become aware of the sources that bring that energy that you're not liking you can then become aware of how long you let it in and how you let it in that is what we have control of is our response We can't control them. We can't control their energy. Yeah. We can only control what we bring to it and yeah. the energy response that we bring to the energies yeah. that come within it and how long we let that energy stay within us. I think that is very crucial and important. And that comes from meditation, knowing how long you can, you can pres- persist within things, knowing, hey, if I'm going to this family uh, Christmas, especially Christmas, and I know this Uncle Joe always gets me going and is crazy and wild, how can I set it up so that I'm not constantly around him or I'm not like, I know he's in the house, but how can I put my energy dispersing? So if I know he's coming in this room, how can I not be rude and just walk away? But how can I eventually not be in that room? Because I know it's going to ruin the rest of my evening. Because maybe he's the person that is always tapping or maybe he's the person that's interrupting or maybe he likes to be close or whatever it is. Knowing your awareness, knowing, knowing what fulfills you, what doesn't fulfill you, what energies you like, what energies you don't like, and knowing how to handle the response that you give them and how long you give that energy your control and energy because that's what you're giving it's energy versus energy if your energies don't mix why are you staying there or how long are you staying there for and why 
if it's not forced because you're not you're stuck sitting beside him at dinner for the 20 minutes well then <laughs> gone it sounds like there's it's it, it sounds like there's a bit of uh you're actually giving a bit of insight into into your own life there um yeah i think i think i, um, I, I so i don't actually have an uncle joe that name just popped up to my head okay. most of us have an uncle joe and actually we don't ever have christmas with him but i do have a lot of people <laughs> i do have a friend that has that has that scenario where um it's just kind of you know yeah it's the not not uncle it's... that just likes to you know, over overwhelm the group and likes to be center of attention at all times. Yeah, it's it's not pleasant. That's that's for sure. And I think this comes back from a, a place of of confidence and um, being confident in yourself. If you're, I guess, for lack of a better word, if you have a weak personality, and there's a person with a strong personality, it's uh, it's it's a recipe for for for. It's a recipe for disaster and not, not disaster, but it's, it's uncomfortable, right? It's, but, uh, I guess, what do you do? I'm, I'm not really into that. I haven't, I'm not experienced with that. So, but I think you just got to give it your best, stay positive and you have to be very strong in your own boundaries. You have to be, that's, that's one thing you have to be very strong, very strong of. And you can't really back down from who you are. The second, you know, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta hold some ground. You can't just be a doormat. You have to hold some ground. And you know, hey, Uncle Joe, get the f, get the f out of here. You know, also, not, not to that, not you know, but you gotta hold your ground. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta be confident in self. And this is where challenges come, come into it. You know, if you, you can challenge yourself, you're building your self discipline. You're building your 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 confidence in yourself so you can hold yourself as a better individual in society and hold and people will look up to you uh you know but this is the thing right if someone's so self-absorbed in in their own self they can't see it that they don't know because they haven't done the self-work that they don't know what they look like and it's a very difficult complicated situation to be in to be honest i don't know what the solution is but yeah, it's. I I agree. Boundaries are huge. Like yeah. being very clear on your boundaries. So like setting them, knowing your boundaries for one. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of people don't know their own boundaries until they're crossed. Yeah. Um. So getting to know your boundaries and going back to meditation then is a great way to learn them. Um. If that's what your energy you're seeking for that meditation is to know and learn your boundaries, then that's what. Um that meditation will hopefully bring you um it it's important um to to follow through on the boundaries because i think that is where the, it is most important you can um you can declare your boundaries people can know your boundaries but how you actually respond to them is so for example like um say some for business, right? And there's somebody's constantly calling and they're wanting, um, I don't have kids, but say they're like, they want family time after six. So it's like no calling after six or whatever, but they have somebody that constantly is calling, constantly calling after six. 
one of those things, unfortunately, is if you keep telling them, you keep telling them, but then you keep picking up the phone where well, you're telling them something, yes. but showing them something different. Yes. Yes. So you are, yes, you're telling them, well, I keep telling them my boundary and I keep telling them this. Well, what is your actual, what is the consequence of that person with for stepping in those boundaries so many times so hey maybe after six somehow you've called your place you're called your phone place and they block the number and after six they can't get through to you they cannot get through to you that will teach them hey whoa they are very clear and very serious on their boundaries i have overstepped too much we don't learn unless we are either forced to change or we decide to change and forced change is understanding hey i can't i there's if i'm going to keep calling at after six and i know it's just going to go to a blocked call then why am i calling right i'm going to be forced to stop calling because if not i'm just going to keep getting high you're you reached a phone that's blocked or whatever the blocking thing is that they tell you if you've been blocked from a phone right so it's what is the consequences that people are going to be be held with if they do go over your boundaries? Yeah. Yeah, it's um I think it just comes back to being a decent human being. Right. We 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 we've forgotten the art of how to be a decent human being. You know, that's why your mom teaches you manners when you're when you're early, you know. Have respect, listen to people, right? All these all these basic things that I think gets lost as we grow older and yeah, we lose, we lose track of that. And that's the thing, right? Just try and be a decent human being and things will, will, will work out for the best. That's a pretty, pretty simple analogy. Yep. Yeah. Um, the, you, there's that saying like do on to others that you would want yeah. to do that for them. My saying, and this is what I say to um, my my nephews and I used to work with children um, that really hit them was if you would not like it said or done to you, do not say it or do it to someone else. And I think it just makes it very more clear than do on to others what you would like them to. I think it just makes it's very clear. If I would not want to hear that or be, have someone say that to me for whatever reason, Maybe I shouldn't say it to someone else or, or if I have to say it, what is the true meaning of why I actually have to say this? Yeah. And it, normally you, there is no real true meaning to why you have to hurt someone. Yeah. You're just being an asshole. <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So then think of it and does it resolve, does it resolve anything? Does it resolve anything? Me saying this, me doing this, does it resolve anything? Does it actually truly make me feel better? Does it take the energy that that person has already put in me? Does it change it? Does it make me feel better? Or is that energy still there? Mm. Yeah. Um, Yeah, well, uh, I think I I might bring it to a close. we're sitting on an hour now. It's a, I, I really enjoyed this talk. It's actually really, it's really nice. I really, uh, yeah, I had a good time. Um, this is the, actually the first podcast I'm doing. So, um, yeah, it's, it was a good time. I enjoyed it. I don't know. We, I got to go through the footage now and, um, yeah. What time is it? Is it, you're in Canada right now. Are you? 
Uh, yes, it is 328 here. 328 p.m. PM. 7, 7.30 a.m. here. So, yeah, I got a bright and early start to my day. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm actually going to go, go to work now. So, um, yeah, it's, I got this in before work. So, yeah. All right, I might wrap it up there, Candice, and uh, I'll, I'll shoot you through everything in the email. And yeah, we'll go from there. Yeah. That sounds great. Excellent. I really, I really enjoyed uh, talking with you and sharing and learning, learning your insights and values and all of that fun stuff. Thank you for having me on as a guest. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Bye. Thank you.